Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into... Welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix. It's a Monday, November 15th edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. And Colin, is that your mic? I think no. Nope. Somebody keeps messing with our mics. I, I don't know. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, it is a victory Monday on it, on all levels, but first... This segment, or this show, sponsored in part Steelers. by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since reason. 1880. <laughs> a victory Monday for Martinsburg, for Jefferson, for Shepard, and for the Washington football team. A huge upset yesterday. All the Capitals also won last night too over division rival Penguins. We'll get and into the all that. Wizards, tonight. if they played last night, they won. They won their last game under that. I think they're, what are they, 10-4 and four or something? 10-3 and three maybe? Yeah, they're off to a pretty good start. They play tonight. We'll have that. No, we won't have that game. That's we got a, Monday that's Night Football. Joke. Yeah, we do have Monday Night Football. We have, we'll have their game Wednesday, though. They are 9-3 and three on the season. Yeah. Uh, they're probably going to get an easy dub tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't know. know. They are still without Bradley Beal, right? That's true. You yes. are right, Colin. There you go. All right, well, let's talk uh, – Martinsburg football, and then we'll talk a little Jefferson football. Martinsburg gets the easy dub, 83-20 to over Park South, and uh, they're moving on to the second round of the playoffs. And here was Colin with Coach Sherman after the game. Cut out on me. I'm down here with head coach Britt Sherman. Big win tonight. What do you contribute it to? Just a lot of focus the last couple weeks in uh, preparation. These guys, you know, kind of getting back on track and, and – not making mistakes and focusing on blocking and tackling. Your second string and third string got to go in there for the second half. What are your comments on their performance out there? A little bit of a drop off that, that I didn't like, but uh, you know, those guys are second and third string for a reason. So we needed to get some reps for those guys. So I was glad to do that. You know, hopefully we developed a little bit of depth out of that. All right, waiting for tomorrow's winter between Princeton and Spring Valley to see you guys play next week. Obviously, a lot of people around the state are kind of hoping for the rematch. How about you? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we're looking forward to it. But uh, we'll see how it plays out, and then we'll prepare for whoever it is. All right, anything else, Coach? No, just thanks for the support. crowd was awesome. Thank you. Congrats on the win. Back up to you guys. There you go, Coach Sherman with Colin. And, Nick, you had the opportunity to do color for that game. You know, what, what are your takeaways from that game? Uh, well, first of all, you know, Parkersburg South, obviously a team that wasn't quite on the level of Martinsburg. So it was hard to really judge, but the Bulldogs looked ready to go for this postseason run. I mean, pretty much a perfect first half out yeah. of them, uh, you know, going up 57 nothing, uh, that second quarter with 42 points, just a dominating performance from Martinsburg, and you know, it was a young Parkersburg South team that really wasn't ready for this kind of game yet. Um, they certainly have some potential, but I mean, they just couldn't compete with a team like Martinsburg. Um, and 
you know, it, it was a good win. I think it was a good way to set the tone for the postseason, get that first round win, and not only do that, but do it in a dominating fashion, like you were supposed to against you know a 15 seed. Now this week it will be a challenge, as we know. Spring Valley, well, yes, yeah, so has beaten the dogs the past two seasons. Spring Valley gets the 56-14 victory over Princeton on Saturday. They will come back up here for the second time in two years as they will be up here Friday night, 7.30 kickoff, 6.30 pregame. Another hour and a half edition of the Sports Mix coming Friday. Super excited for that, uh, but super excited for this game on Friday as well. Yeah, I was going to let Colin take that if he wanted. But. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, rematch. I think a lot of people around the area round three. are as well. Technically round three if you go into uh, last year, but this year it's round two. It's a big one. I mean, a lot of people have been saying that what you heard on a Friday show, Spring Valley might be the dark horse for this uh state championship run they are definitely a good team hence why they uh were able to come back and beat martinsburg but this time it's on martinsburg's home turf it's going to be a uh friday night i expect coborn field to be absolutely packed and a uh pretty ruckus crowd and hopefully this time around martinsburg can pull out the win and if they play like they did against parkersburg south even though spring valley's a uh way better team than what parkersburg south is i, I feel like martinsburg should get the win i mean you look back to that martinsburg spring valley game from earlier in the year and martinsburg had a 28 14 lead and it just came down to just too many turnovers there at the end of the ball game now i think spring valley can still put up another competitive game but overall i do think martinsburg is the more talented team there's a slight possibility maybe that braxton todd could play this week which if he is playing that makes a huge difference as we know um you know hopefully we can hear from Coach Sherman, I guess, Thursday about that. Um, and hopefully we'll hear good news on Braxton's end. But even if he's not active, you know, Martinsburg, I think, has a lot of talent. They obviously had a lead in that game. They had control and just kind of collapsed at the end for whatever reason. So it's going to be tough for Spring Valley, I think, to come up here in what should be a packed house um, and also – make that trip on friday and get the win but they've done it before so i want to count them out i think it's going to be a competitive football game but i I do think martinsburg has more talent just didn't really show that in the later part of that game against spring valley earlier in the season yeah i mean you're not going to win a game when you have five turnovers and only a hundred total yards offensively in the second half That, that they just fell apart whether it was play calling whether it's what some people were saying is the field conditions or whether it was just the secondary i mean the big plays were also an issue defensively it just overall was a full-on effort to uh, fall apart and allow spring valley to get back in this game and if martinsburg has another lead like they uh did last time around hopefully they can hang on to it this time and as you said i feel like they're the better team as a whole yes uh, Spring Valley definitely has some talented players. I mean, they have two Division One wide receivers, so obviously they have the skill set to compete. And that's the biggest thing that I think Martinsburg's going to need to fix is being able to fix that secondary so there's no big plays with blown coverages. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one of those receivers just got another Division One offer. He got an offer from Mar- Marshall, I do believe, where his dad coaches that being – uh, why is his name just ex- Bartram? Ex- yeah, Bartram. Uh, he did. I believe he did get an offer from Marshall last week. Yeah, he did. So, congrats to him. 
Yeah. Uh, he'll probably still go to Harvard, though. Nah, I think he's going to Marshall. You think he's going to flip? I mean, his dad's the coach there, so That's true. it just makes sense. Yeah, but does he want a Harvard education? I don't know. Does he want to play in the Sun Belt? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk about Jefferson. Yeah, let's, let's move it. over to Jefferson. Jefferson gets the... Uh, <laughs> he's comparing a Harvard education to the Sun Belt. <laughs> just, Jefferson at number six hosted number 11 Hurricane, and they get the 31-18 win, but it wasn't an easy win. Uh, Hurricane led at one point in the fourth quarter, 18-12, to 12, and Jefferson able to make the comeback and ultimately win 31-18. Had a, hit a field goal from 39 yards out to make the final deficit 31-18 to 18 with 33 points three seconds left in the game we were not at that game we were down the road in shepherdstown but a pretty exciting game for jefferson to be able to not come out of the gates the best then you know lose the you know be losing in the game and then make the comeback and win by 13 yeah i think we knew it'd be a challenge for the cougars right we knew they wouldn't just beat up on hurricane and blow them out and uh, that's how the game kind of went. I was kind of surprised that it ended up being not as close as it was early because it looked like Hurricane had a good chance to win or at least yeah. keep it really close. But obviously Jefferson pulling away and getting that win. And that's kind of how a lot of their wins have came this year for the Cougars. You know, they'd kind of get off to a little bit of a slow start where it's a little bit closer game than you expect and then kind of pull away like we saw in the Washington game. So, you know, this is a talented Jefferson team, but it'll be a very big challenge this week uh, going up against Bridgeport, a team that likes to run the football is a very physical uh football team now the only thing is it kind of depends on how this one plays out uh, in terms of what's going on in the game because i could definitely see jefferson winning uh with them having a more balanced attack but knowing that you have to slow down that bridgeport rushing attack and they could keep that explosive jefferson offense off the field will be key i think for bridgeport to get the win so it, it should be a good game i think again this week for the cougars and going on the road is obviously gonna be tough for them yeah gonna start with my uh, comments about the uh victory and many people around the state were saying that this was the uh, game to look at for a possible upset and it almost seemed like they were going to be right it was 18 14 going into the uh fourth quarter hurricane was leading and then uh Jefferson, I believe, went on a 17 to nothing uh, shutout fourth quarter there to get the win. But yeah, Bridgeport's a powerhouse team. I've said it numerous times, double A wise, even triple A, that they've moved up. Obviously, that's the reason why they moved up is because of how easily they were dominating double A. They wanted some competition and asked the SSAC if they could move up. And it's going to be a tough battle for Jefferson. We were talking with a uh, Matt Miller earlier yeah, today, he was in and he earlier said today. the biggest thing that it seemed like uh, Jefferson was struggling with the run was the middle. Exactly that, Spencer and Bridgeport. That's all they do yeah. is run up the middle. So it'll be uh, that game is intriguing game scheduled though, according to WVSSAC. That game is scheduled for Friday night at seven thirty p.m. The Jefferson uh, one? Yeah, I thought I saw Saturday. It says November 19th, okay. 7.30 p.m., but I'm seeing in the Facebook comments Saturday at 1.30. So That's what I, mean, I thought I saw was Saturday at 1.30, but... I don't know. I'm seeing... We'll have to keep looking. Yeah, the, the SSAC website does have 7.30. I will text with... We, I'm texting with Coach Hunter after the show anyway to set up an interview for this week. Anyway, I'll figure that out for certain, uh, but, you know, not really... When you go through this, it kind of was a very much so a chalk first round of the playoffs except for 
you know, a game you wouldn't really call an upset, but it's technically numbers-wise an upset as the 9 beat the 8, but that's probably the closest even matchup you'll get in the playoffs. Yeah, and I thought heading in George Washington would win that game because I felt like they played the tougher schedule heading into the playoffs in Greenbrier East. Um, so it, I wasn't really surprised. But after talking with Adam Rogers, we did learn a little bit more about wa- George Washington's team and how they had had some injuries to get to some key positions. But obviously, they were able to, you know, overcome that and get that win. But uh, you know, it sets up a you know really good round here too, where I think we'll see much closer games and hope, or at least hopefully, see some much closer games and see some uh, good football. I agree. I'm definitely uh, expecting some closer games now that it's a uh, down to eight teams, which kind of in the back of my mind and even was saying it to some people there at Martinsburg that I feel like Triple uh, A should be an eight team playoff because of how many uh, blowouts we had and just five and five teams feels like should not be in the playoffs. But well, then again, you see double A and you have a 16 beating a one. So I have some breaking news. We were talking about this on Saturday. Um, this is three hours ago, breaking news. It's 8.20 in the morning, breaking news. Um, standout Martinsburg player, wide receiver Hudson Clement, has received an offer from Shepard. There you go. So awesome. he has officially received an offer from Shepard. We were talking about that separately on Saturday, talking about why, where are the offers? Where are the offers? And I was just checking on Twitter, and I did just see that. So Good. Good for him. Uh, maybe we'll see him next year, staying close to home. Yeah. I, I'm still open for his sake. He gets a lot of better, like he gets some better offers in the next coming weeks. I mean, Shepard's a great offer, yes, obviously program wise. But I know what division you mean. one no, offers, yeah, I know what you like mean. you know, because it just doesn't seem like the recruiting's there. But I mean, the team that Martinsburg has, what he's been able to do this season against Especially some very that tough teams. Catch. Yeah, I mean, that's just crazy. But back to the rest of this playoff schedule. Obviously, Huntington gets the forty-eight to twenty-one victory over Wheeling Park. I believe Wheeling Park went up seven nothing in that game. I can't remember. And then uh, Huntington there. able to get the victory 48-21. to 21. So they will face George Washington on Friday night at 7.30. That is, a, uh, that is obviously in Huntington, number one, number nine. Uh, Cabell Midland gets the 49-12 to 12 victory over South Charleston. South Charleston, again, on that downward spiral, didn't put up a fight at all. Uh, University gets the big 52-10 th- uh, to 10 victory over Woodrow Wilson. Not really surprised. I really don't know how Woodrow Wilson and placed 13th in the rankings because they were like at 19 or 20 heading into the week and then they got the victory and they got in kind of thought they were going to be a 15 16 14 at most team well um, like we said there's a lot of yeah kind of mediocre teams that got in this so year. number four university will host number five cabell midland that game i believe is also set for friday and then uh i'll have to check on the Jefferson game. I'm reading that it is on Metro News as a Saturday game, uh, but according to WVSSAC, it is on Friday. And WVSSAC sucks. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they're a little inaccurate, though, as we've seen with the scores and stuff in the past. So I'd probably go Metro News and, and go with what they have. But I didn't even get any scores on Metro News until three o'clock on Saturday afternoon. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I'll have to text Hunter, Coach Hunter, and figure that out after the show today. But uh, before we hit the segment, just want to talk a little bit about uh, a sport we've been following the whole season. A team we've been 
following had quite a few of their games, uh, well, both teams, in the state championship Saturday for the Class AAA state championship in volleyball. Uh, Hedgesville versus Musselman, number one versus number two. It took four sets, but Musselman repeats as Class AAA state champion in, uh, what is it, their eighth title? Yep, in eighth state title in with uh, Coach Sean March. Or so no, is it eighth congrats, title in yeah, school history? It's eighth for uh, volleyball. Okay. Congratulations yeah. to them, as I was saying. And uh, congratulations on a great season to Hedgesville. Even though they didn't come out on top, still making it to the uh, state championship is a great accomplishment. I mean, those girls are clearly the uh, – second best team they never got to be sixth Musselman, since 2013 but. and eighth overall state championship second straight yeah it's a dynasty there with yeah it's Coach a dynasty Morris, that's why uh i'll let you preview tomorrow yeah and tomorrow at tw- we said 12 15 12 15 12 15 we will have coach sean martz on of the back-to-back triple a state volleyball champions on the show to talk about this year and about his you know the dynasty of the team that that uh muscleman is I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, those two teams met a lot throughout the regular season, and it's tough to beat a team five times. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive, especially a team as good as Hedgesville. So both teams, congratulations on great seasons, and, uh, you know, obviously congratulations to Musselman being state champs once again. There you go. Congrats to Musselman. We will have head coach Sean Martz on at 12.15 tomorrow, so don't forget to tune in. This segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, if, and if you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. When we go come back, we'll talk uh, Shepard. They got a shutout victory on Saturday, and they're hosting a playoff game this Saturday. We'll talk WVU, Marshall, and some top 25 as well next on the Sports Mix. My thoughts to bark like hounds I focus on my breathing And the universal sound Welcome back to this edition of The Sports Mix. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us on this Monday as it's a victory Monday for a multitude of teams in the area and in the D.C. area as the Capitals and Na- Nationals, Capitals and Washington football team. Washington football team got the upset victory. We'll talk about that next segment, but this segment we'll talk Shepard Rams football. They get the 55 to nothing shutout over Clarion on Saturday and had to wait until yesterday to see where they were going to play or who they were going to play. They knew where they were going to play most likely. They knew the odds are is they had a home game at least for the first couple weeks of the playoffs. Um, But they will host Finlay out of Ohio 8-3 on the season. That game tentatively set for noon. On Saturday at Rams Stadium, that is according to the release from Charles Ransom, the SID at uh, Shepard that we got yesterday, last evening. Uh, but on Saturday, topped Clarion 55 to nothing. nothing. Tyson Bajant 32 of 45, 447 yards and four touchdowns uh, for the victory. And uh, putting up numbers like Pat Mahomes this week. Well, or Pat Mahomes putting up numbers like Tyson Bajant this week. How about that? 
Yeah, because I was going to say, you don't really want to play like Pat Mahomes for the majority of this season, but... I meant numbers-wise. I mean, he's still been throwing a lot of picks. I'm talking about numbers-wise this weekend. Okay. Well, besides that point, um, <laughs> Shepard with the win, obviously. I mean, we knew they were going to probably yeah. win that game against a winless Clarion team. And, you know, it was a, another good win. The first shutout since 2015 for the Rams, which is key. I mean, the defense has been playing great the past few weeks. And I think heading into this playoffs with them building that confidence on defense that they can be a, a really good unit for this team is going to help. And, and you know, that – second half for Clarion was just terrible. I mean, they didn't get a first down. They had two blocked punts or two safeties uh, given up on special teams, one and then one blocked punt for a touchdown. So, I mean, it was a really rough second half for the Golden Eagles, a dominating performance for the Rams as expected. And now heading into this week, you know, it's going to really come down to defense, I think, again for this team because – while on paper, you know, you look at it and nothing really jumps out to you about uh, their opponent, you know, the Rams can play down to some competition or maybe even make uh, average teams look like really good teams. I think this is a solid team, but like they kind of remind me of Westchester in terms of you don't really expect it to be super close based on just numbers. But if the Rams defense allows you know this to be closer than it could end up being you know another one of those shootout type games so that's gonna be really important for Shepard this week is to have another good week defensively and I think based on how they played over the past few weeks that is a possibility while at the beginning of the season you might not have thought that yeah definitely uh you got any opinion yeah I was just gonna add on to say that the defense for uh Shepard you can see the confidence is built up the past three or four games hence why as uh, Nick just said that second half for Clarion were two safeties and four punts for yeah, the we possessions. Were just talking that, about that, that was it. That was it. It was an absolute Domination. dominant performance Shalaki. where the defense scored 10 points in that second half. Well, if you include special teams in that side of the ball. But it was a terrific game. I mean, all levels, Tyson Bajan, probably the gr- best quarterback in a – Division two, arguably, when you look at the numbers and just how well he's done, and I wouldn't it even say seems like Shepard is thing. at the position right now where they could possibly make a deep run into this uh, playoff bracket for Division two football, and I'm excited for it. I wouldn't even say that's an arguably thing. I would say he is the best quarterback in Division two. He is the nation's leader in passing there yards. There you go. We haven't seen, though, every quarterback in Division Two, so That's who knows? True. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I would agree. He's probably the best quarterback in Division Two, or at least, you know, top three. I don't know. I haven't seen every single quarterback. And, and she- Shepard uh, stays the number two seed because Cutstown beat Slippery Rock for the PSAC Championship 38-32 on Saturday. So if Slippery Rock had won, maybe we were talking about maybe well, the Shepard Rams would jump to number up, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean because they stayed at number two even uh, with some other interesting results. So yeah, they would have been number one, I think. But you know, either way, Shepard's going to be at home for the majority of the playoffs, and then uh, if they were to take on Cutstown in the semifinals, or is it quarterfinals? Semifinals, I believe. Um, I think it's quarter. Okay, yeah, you're right, Colin. Quarterfinals, because semifinals is the games we can't do because uh, it'll be on ESPN Plus, I believe. So Three-year plus. The quarterfinals would result 
in a trip to Kutztown, which is only about two and a half hours away. Yeah. So, you know, not a huge uh, road test or anything like that. Um, that You know, they're staying pretty close to home, and obviously that would be a, a very fun game, I think, because obviously Shepard looking for revenge. Kutztown has beat them the past two times. It's almost like Martinsburg and uh, I was about to say, it's always fun. Uh, Spring Valley. It would be revenge. the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Yeah, yeah. so it would be the quarterfinals because this is the first round, then the second round because uh, Kutztown has the first round bye because they're number one in Super Region. Uh, but again, yeah. the Rams got to take care of business first before even worrying about that. And of course, Kutztown could get upset, which would then mean home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Or at least until the semis. Yeah. But uh, overall, you know, great season for Shepard. Obviously, they wanted that win against Kutztown earlier in the year to basically have control their own destiny to go to the PSAC champ- East, to represent the PSAC East in the PSAC Championship. Didn't get to do that, but, I mean, you know, having the number two seed in the Super Region is the next best thing. Yeah, they're still in position to do what they want to accomplish and what will be more important than winning the PSAC, and that would be winning a national championship if possible. So the Rams are... You know, in a good position right now as the two seed. And again, they know they can compete with the one seed in their region in Kutztown. They know they can probably beat Kutztown. Um, just didn't do it for, you know, a few reasons. So they could just clean a few things up. And it really seems like they've cleaned up a lot of those things. Special teams and defense were kind of the issue in that game. And they've gotten certainly a lot better on both those parts of the game. Yeah, they definitely have. And so 12 p.m. Saturday, most likely. Uh, just hasn't been officially announced yet. It's tentatively set for noon. <laughs> just hit reset. <laughs> reset. Uh, tentatively set for noon. Eleven thirty pregame. We'll have on that game camera. on TV ten WRNR TV on YouTube. Right. Nick and Travis will have the call. Um, it'll be obviously we'll have it on WRNR TV ten on YouTube and TV ten locally in Jefferson and Berkeley counties. Let's move on to Division one. FBS football in the Mountain State. Uh, West Virginia takes the 34-17 loss to Kansas State on Saturday. Not looking so good for the Mountaineers. They need a lot to do to win two more games to get bowl eligible. Yeah, it was another, uh, starting-wise at least, rough look for the offense. They I mean, two they, picks. Yeah. First half was, again, scoreless when it comes to getting to the end zone. They did have the field goal. And made it a touchdown game at one point. So part of me watching it here at the studio here and there during that Shepard game was like, all right, maybe West Virginia's climbing back into this. Maybe they found a rhythm and will uh, surprise Kansas State here and come out with a win because it was 24-17. And then all of a sudden it just went back to the walls of this uh, West Virginia Mountaineers. And that's basically been what the season is like is disappointment sitting at a four and six right now and you need two more wins to uh in two more games become bowl eligible and there's no guarantee that they get the bowl game even if they're bowl eligible yeah and of course those wins aren't guaranteed because now kansas looks to be getting a little bit better they beat texas ended a huge road losing streak for them i think it's like 13 straight years since they last won a road game in the big 12 yeah it was something crazy like that and texas comes to, to morgantown on saturday and then uh what is it then they go to kansas in two weeks yep to close and that out was the regular just, uh, season. set for a night game yes. also we have some news here i just uh, regarding yes. shepherd hayden august scriven 
winning uh, PSAC Special Teams Player of the Week for his 7-for-7 seven seven point after attempts and a 20-yard field goal. Moments ago, got that news from Chip awesome. Ransom. So shout out to August Scrivens for the PSAC East Special Teams Player of the Week honor. And so WV football needs to win two games, their final two games, in order to be bowl eligible at all. Who knows if they'll even get a bowl game. Uh, But now let's move to Marshall. Marshall is bowl eligible after their victory last week. Not this one. At at Florida Atlantic 28-23, they became bowl eligible. But they lost a big game, a huge game, for, uh, you know, see where they would be fighting for potentially representing the East in the championship. They dropped a 6-4 and four on the year and just not able to get over the bump. They can't beat UAB. It's been two losses in a row at Jones C. Edwards Stadium and a bigger day, unable to win for the 75. Yeah, and that's obviously disappointing. And you look back on it, though, for Marshall, while they did lose that game and it is a conference loss, it's not a divisional loss. Yeah. So if they were to beat Western Kentucky – which I believe is their last game of the yes. season, yep. then they would be presuming, you know, everything stays the same and they don't lose from here on out. Uh, you know, they would be the East champions for the second straight year. But I don't think it will really matter because I think UTSA is going to win the conference this year. Yeah. Um, but it would be nice to see Marshall get back to the Conference USA Championship, especially in their first year under Charles Huff and, of course, everything that's happened with them transitioning coaches. You know, they lose a lot of players uh, to transfers and stuff like that. So I think that's an impressive accomplishment if they're able to do that. Um, but obviously, you know, that was a disappointing loss honoring the 75 and, uh, you know, coming up short in that game. And typically Marshall, you know, wins that game, but they also typically schedule much easier opponents for that game. Yeah, so last year was Middle Tennessee and they won like 42 to 14 or something. Yeah. So, you know, UAB is a really good football co- program. Bill Clark, probably one of the better coaches in the country and he could leave if he wanted to i know he's gotten offers in the past i feel like well, i think it's crazy hasn't left because this week sets up for them if they could knock off utsa then they could represent the west yeah i mean because it'd be one loss and they'd have the tiebreaker yeah and utsa is undefeated right now but um you know that would be a, a tough task i think for uab just because they don't have a really explosive offense and utsa does have a really good offense yeah definitely now moving to the top 25 not not really uh you know anything upset well i guess baylor beats 13 baylor beats number eight oklahoma 27 14 that's probably the upset of the week yeah that when you think about the uh top 25 maybe even with the uh Ole miss texas a&m game and which mississippi uh, state beat auburn that's true too yeah. yeah mississippi state did beat auburn on the road so put that up there yeah that's so those two mississippi state i'm surprised for you didn't win it they always win when they're playing ranked teams yeah there you go but they are a ranked team now well, yeah. they were well they won't be anymore well, are they still a ranked team no they were 19 but yeah, they they'll probably drop out Tuesday. yeah who knows but uh yeah that's you know not a lot of upsets except for those two this you week. know who knows spencer the committee the committee does know the well, committee that yet. a lot of people they're probably figuring out as we speak maybe i don't know but that does it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by orsini's home store not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living family owned and operated located at 360 hackles and way in martinsburg go to orsini's.com we come back we'll talk washington football and a little nfl that's next on the sports mix Team's playing the draw. 
Who's going to put the game away? Touchdown, Gibson. One of the bigger upsets in the NFL so far this season. Bruce Arians and Ron Rivera with the handshake. There it is. One of the biggest upsets of the year in the NFL. That courtesy of Fox Sports. Uh, Washington football team gets the upset victory 29-19 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Tom Brady finally looked his age in the beginning of that game. Yeah, I mean, starting with two interceptions in the first quarter, which is, I think, something that they said he hadn't done in almost like a decade or so. It was a crazy start that uh, just Washington was able to keep the momentum on and they did everything they needed to to get that win. They went, I think it was 11 for 17 or something like that on third down, two for two on fourth down, had more uh, first downs than the Buccaneers, less turnovers, and dominated the time of possession to keep the uh, greatest of all time off the field. And when uh, Tampa Bay scored, Washington was able to respond with touchdowns of uh, its own to stay ahead. Yeah, definitely. And here was Ron Rivera in the locker room after the game and just very energetic. That tells me what you guys are capable of. You just measured yourself to Goliath. All right? You just measured yourself and you found out who you are and what you're capable of. I'll tell you what. I've been waiting to say this to you. Victory Monday. A victory Monday. And uh, I think that means they don't have practice today could be but you also uh want them to be able to gear up and continue winning because it's a pretty tough division learn from this event learn from what we did today let's get better all right here we go team on three one two three there you go learn from that and get better so i mean i don't what else can you say about this game well, uh, if you want to look at the opposite end, you're now without Chase was, for the rest man, of the season. Stop being a downer. Yeah, but I was so I was <laughs> I listening. Being a downer, I was just a downer. Oh. They're still three and six. They're still three and six. Okay, but listen to me right here, Chase Young. Okay, hasn't really been who we thought he would be this year. But he's still a yes starting defensive lineman. Yes. Okay, but I was see I was listening to the Washington Football po- uh, Team podcast from NBC Sports Washington on the way in today, the post-game pod, and uh, they were talking about, you know, yeah, you lose Chase Young, and it's really devastating. You're going to lose, you know, one of the best young players on the team. But he hasn't done much this year, so what are you losing at the moment? But it's kind of the same thought process that I was trying to say for whenever the uh – Ram signed Odell Beckham Jr. It's somebody that a team's going to have to respect because of the talent and play honest because now without him, you saw Allen dominate yesterday. Now he might get double teamed more. And who's going to step up into that position to fill what uh, Chase Young would be doing? I'll say this about Washington. You look at their schedule, they got some winnable games here. At least that's when you too. look at records. You know, the Panthers, that's a winnable game. Seattle, Oakland, or I'm sorry, Las Vegas. Uh, Dallas, while they're good so far, but the Dallas know, rivalry. Yeah, I was about to say, it doesn't matter what the record is. Philly, so, Dallas like, yeah. again, Philly, and the Giants. Those are all relatively winnable. Like, you wouldn't be shocked if they won those games. I mean, if you can go 2-1 and one over the next three games. I mean, if you can just win games, 
that puts you and at, win enough games yeah. to win games to win into the postseason, then you're in the playoffs. I mean, that's the so think about it. The only good thing about stacking <laughs> five of the six division games, excuse me, at the end of the season is that having the fact that you're going to play division teams that could determine if you make the playoffs or not. The Cowboys are seven and two, yes. But I mean, for them, they face the same thing, so they'll they could definitely have a chance. But they'll play the Chiefs this week, and if the Chiefs can play like they played yesterday, last night, who knows what could happen? Then they they play the Raiders on Thanksgiving, then they play the Saints, and then they play the Cardinals in the second to last week of the season. And the rest are division opponents, and the rest are division opponents. But the, division teams, you know, not it. Yeah, the Giants, Washington. And the Eagles have a total of ten wins, while the Cowboys have themselves have a total of seven wins. It's a division game; those play out most of the time a lot different. Well, as we've already seen, I mean, also the Seahawks are at the bottom of their division at three and six as well, but they also haven't had Russell Wilson. They didn't play this good yesterday. week with, with Russell Wilson. Yeah, uh, but as we've already seen, any team can win on any given Sunday or Thursday or Monday. Yeah, or so maybe isn't there is there any Saturday games? This there week? is Christmas. Yeah. They always do that. But yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Right now, it seems like it's the Cowboys' division to lose. However, when, as we just said, looking at the teams on each team's respected schedules, and you can't leave out a Philly right now because they're sitting at four and six. They're yeah. a game ahead because they haven't had a bye week yet compared to Washington and New York, who's at three and six. So, I mean, would I be happy that? the Cowboys choke yes but when you think that I mean just looking at the performance they had yesterday a 43 to 3 win against the uh, Falcons who Washington had to come back against to beat it it seems like it's going to be a uh, tough hill to climb yeah definitely I would I would agree with that and then you know you got tonight's game we'll talk a little bit about that you heard the the uh, commercial before this segment the Rams at the 49ers Rams seven and two on the year 49ers three and five on the year it's a battle of former Washington football team offensive coordinators is that is that what uh, Kyle Shanahan is heading there (laughs) that's my intrigue at least but uh, speaking of a former Washington football team wide receiver who left. I believe he's now on, or no, no, not the former Washington football team wide receiver. It's Odell Beckham Jr. We'll, we'll play tonight for the Rams. Well, he probably has to because they lost Robert Woods as soon as they signed him. That's true, they did. So they need somebody, at least with some talent out there. And while they have other talented receivers in like Van Jefferson and uh, can't think of the guy's name right now, Cup. but uh, I can't think of it. Well, obviously Cup, but he's like a starter. I'm saying like who their backups are. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, the 49ers can contain Cooper Cup and uh, Tyler Higby because right now I hold a nice 30-point lead in fantasy football. So yeah, I do. <laughs> I would like those guys to not do anything and go San Francisco tonight. Go San Francisco. There you go. Nick says I'm go gonna San Francisco. Anyway. My guy's only two points behind me, and he has I don't Stafford know. and Cup. I, so. yeah, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes finally are back to what they used to be. And uh, I think they gave me, like, 65 points combined between the two of them last night. So I got – I'm cruising to the dub tonight. And now-
There you go. Uh, but that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you by Parsons Ford. Can Parsons Ford in Martinsburg? We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll be back. Talk a little Washington Capitals and wrap up the Sports Mix next. 17 hours, picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers, and I'm hoping for rally. I can see my baby tonight. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Monday, November 15th segment, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 302-304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. And uh, we'll close out today's edition of the Sports Mix talking some Capitals hockey. Didn't get to hear the game here last night on the airwaves because of Sunday night football, but... Capitals got they, they trounced the Penguins last night six to one. Uh, variety of goals scored from a bunch of players last night. Uh, Hathaway, Sherry, uh, Favari, Kuznetsov, Sprong, and Wilson all scoring goals for the Caps and uh, just dominating performance last night. Yeah, it was a uh, watched a little bit of the game. Fun to see just the high powered offense attack against your uh or at least for me the most hated rival that uh washington has in the pittsburgh penguins so beating them six to one even though it's still early in the year is always a uh, fun to see no matter what and definitely was like in the uh hockey fights cancer stuff last night with all the towels and seeing uh some people that i knew there writing down uh their loved ones on the towels and who they're fighting for and everybody's fighting for somebody i know and was a great night those jerseys were awesome and then rocking the red and picking up a big win i mean six goals is six goals two of those goals scored by former penguins as connor sherry and daniel sprong each scored a goal they both played for the penguins so also got to see crosby get very very salty last night yeah, I saw uh, that video that you showed me there of him uh, trying to throw Kuznetsov into the wall. So, I don't know. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. Caps, they are tied atop the Metro Division standings with the only team that I think went the longest without losing. That would be the Hurricanes. And uh, the Hurricanes actually have lost two games now. They are 11-2, and two, 22 points um but they uh, have only played 13 games. Caps and the Rangers, who sit at number two and number three, sit, have 15 games under them. So two less games played for them so far than the other two teams. But for the Caps, they, they got a big week this week. They're making that West Coast swing that they didn't make last year because of COVID. They only stayed in, played in you know, their division teams. So they'll have the Ducks tomorrow at 10, the Kings Wednesday at 10.30, Saturday, they'll have the Sharks at 10.30, and Sunday, they get to go up to a new arena as they uh, play the Kraken Sunday night at 9 p.m. Definitely intrigued in that Seattle Kraken game since it's the first time the Capitals get to play them, but also since it's the uh, first one, I've been kind of looking into that uh, 
Ducks match, and I believe they're the hottest team in the NHL right now. I think it's a seven or eight game win streak is what I heard this morning on the sports report. Don't know exactly if it was seven or eight, but they're a pretty tough team, it seems like, right now. And as you said, the team hasn't been on the West Coast, so are they going to be able to uh, adjust uh, to the time zone and get their bodies uh, going? Yeah, definitely. We'll have that game tomorrow night, 9.45 pregame right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. And then on Wednesday, we'll have the Wizards at Hornets. It's a 6.45 pregame, 7 p.m. tip-off. And then after the Wizards game, we'll go to that Capitals-Kings game, I believe around 10 o'clock, so right around when puck drops. But tonight... On Talk Radio WRNR 7 and 9, the Bob Huggins show. And then at 9 p.m., we'll join in the Rams-San Francisco game. So it should be a good night for sports here if you want to tune in on the radio side of things. Well, I was just going to ask uh, Nick before we finish off. I know he follows those Wizards more. Who's been stepping up for uh, Beal? Uh, the other night it was Dinwiddie, but Kuzma's been playing Kuzma's, some really good yeah. basketball. I mean, he, he made a, a clutch uh, three-pointer the other night. He had a big block at the rim. So he, Kuzma's been really nice addition to this team. And obviously, you know, Harrell and some of the other guys they got back in that Westbrook, Westbrook trade uh, has been uh, solid for them. That game again tomorrow, 7 p.m. tip, 6.45 pregame. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow for another edition of the Sports Mix. Tomorrow on the show, we will have on head coach of the back-to-back AAA state winning volleyball team, the Muscleman Lady Appleman head coach, Sean Marks. That's tomorrow at 12.15. Be sure to tune in. And that does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Versley, I'm Spencer Police saying have a great rest of your day.